only you can do. Only you can, God. Only you can. It's a prayer. Amen? You know, when you're facing a tough challenge in your life, I think it's very difficult sometimes to see God. Now, how many of you have seen the movie uh, Field of Dreams? Let me see hands. All right. All right. If you haven't, it's, it's a classic uh, story about Iowa farmer uh, Ray Kinsella. He's, uh, he hears a voice when he's out in the cornfield, and it says, if you build it, he will come. It's misquoted a lot. They will come, but it's he will come. And after he kind of wrestles with this idea of uh, seeking, he seeks some advice, and he levels the cornfield, and he builds a baseball field there. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And so he builds the field, and then he's waiting. Nothing happens. He sees nothing. And he's going broke because of this. He's about to lose the farm, and he's about to give up, and then through some supernatural events, baseball players start arriving. And there's shoeless uh, Joe Jackson and seven other, others of the Chicago White Sox that were banned from baseball because of throwing, uh, throwing a game in the 1919 World Series. But Ray could suddenly see these guys. And then over time, his wife and daughter could see them Other family would come visit, they couldn't see anything. In fact, they decided that the family was going crazy, and we're going to watch a clip here. Think about what I said. You know, I'm just trying to help. I know. So I thought you two were going to watch some game. Because <laughs> it's not really a game. It's more like a practice. See, there's only eight of them, so they can't play a real game. Eight of what? Them. Who them? Them, them. Well, you don't see him? Karen, honey, uh, what are you watching? The baseball man. Baseball? Do you see the baseball man right now? Of course I do. But you, you really don't see him? I don't think it's very polite to try to make other people feel stupid. Mom, wh- wait a minute. Mom, wait a minute. Dee, Dee, wait. You don't see these people? It's not funny, Annie. <laughs> they couldn't see it. This is really interesting. <laughs> You know, throughout the movie, it's interesting because people are seeing the same field, 
but some saw an empty field and some saw players on the field. And the movie ends uh, with uh, him playing pitch and catch with his late father and off in the background you see hundreds of cars coming they're going to watch the ball game there and so it's, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it we're we're in this series say amen and i've said amen's that little word that we say to a big god it means so be it amen is a declaration as Christ followers, we, we make because we understand that God's with us. We know that God is faithful and God is good. And so it puts you in a position where you can accept things as they come your way in life. And on the field of life, you're going to face difficulties. You're going to get in storms sometimes. You're, the fact is, when you're in those storms, your fear, it'll surround you. Your, your doubts may, may find yourself just drowning in them. And sometimes, I think, in those moments, it's very difficult to see God and to believe that God can, whatever. And what I want to do today is talk about how to see Jesus during those difficult times in, in your life. Our story today is found in the Gospel of Mark, and it's about a blind man named Bartimaeus. And just so we're clear, this is different blind man than the one we talked about a couple weeks ago, all right? So the the fact is, and I'm just going to restate this, being blind in that day meant that you had no opportunities, there were no jobs, and there was no money. And we know from the story that this man... He resorts to begging, and it's a very, very challenging situation that that he's in. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, well, I'm in a challenging situation right now. The fact is, for for some of you, you know, inflation is creating a lot of anxiety, tension, the financial pressures, you know, it's kind of distressing to you. The fact is that for others, the economy is taking a turn, and it's cost you your job. You got the pink slip. And if you're honest about it, the uncertainty of everything is kind of overwhelming you. You know, for some, it might be a struggle in a relationship or in a marriage. Others, it might be a child that's gone astray. Some of you may have health issues. Maybe it's a a depression's kind of got its, uh, you know, hooks in you and is kind of dragging you down at some point. Some may be dealing with an addiction in life, or maybe it's just a battle with sin. But whatever it is for you, when you're struggling, when you're hurting, when you're going through whatever that difficult situation is, it's difficult to see God, isn't it? It's difficult to believe that God can do something in the midst of it. And I love this story because Bartimaeus, although he he cannot physically see, he's going to show us that we can see Jesus during those difficult times. Scripture says this, then they reached Jericho. It's talking about Jesus and the disciples. As Jesus and the disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. So we got a huge crowd, 
you might go, well, how big a crowd? We really don't know. You know, we know that there were times that 10 and 15,000 people would be following Jesus. And so the story goes on in verse 47 says, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, for a person who makes his living begging for money, think about it. You got a huge crowd. It's a great opportunity, isn't it? There are a lot of people walking by. A lot of people got money in their pockets. And so you've got an opportunity here to make, make a little cash. But this guy, he, he's kind of processing things. And you've got to imagine the thought that he could get Jesus' attention in a crowd this size. Not so good, is it? This guy can't spot Jesus and then like run after him. But he makes a choice here. And rather than beg for money, he gets loud. He starts yelling. And even though the crowd's big and they're loud, he's louder. He's like, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, and so the, the first thing that I really get out of the story is there's really no perfect time in life to call out to Jesus. You know, I hear people all the time, they go, well, I'm waiting to get my life together, and then I'm going to make some time for God. You know, when things settle down, you know, I'll get back to church. Friends, there will always be problems, issues, situations. There will always be demands. And if you're waiting for the perfect time, you'll probably die waiting. If things are difficult in your life, don't wait. you got to call out to Jesus, and you call out now. You know, you make your requests before him. And the second thing I kind of figure out in this story is that you cannot concentrate on what you don't have, but you got to concentrate on what you do have. You know, in fact, I am convinced that the reason why we don't see Jesus many times when we're going through that difficult situation is because we are so focused on what we don't have. We get so focused on, on the problem that we miss what we do have. We miss the, the way that God has blessed us, and we miss, and not, we're not able to see Jesus in the midst of it. We just miss it. You know, Bartimaeus, he, he could have focused on what he didn't have. I mean, he could have ignored what he did have. I mean, he couldn't see physically, but he could hear. He's listening. Now, he either heard Jesus or he heard the people talking about Jesus saying, Jesus is close by. He knew where Jesus, that he was in the area. He couldn't see him, but he could hear him, and he could speak. And he used what he had, and he cries out and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, when you're hurting, when you're in a difficult situation, you have got to focus and use what you have in life. In other words, you may be broke right now. 
but you can work. You may struggle in a relationship, but you have a relationship you can work on. You need to find the positive things to focus your energies on. I don't care how small they are. You have to look around you and find them. Now, now the story's going to get real interesting. It says, be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, what hits me here is that we should not be swayed by public opinion in the crowd. You know, the people in the crowd, they're shouting at him, shut up, be quiet, quit. This guy needs a miracle, and he knows that Jesus is the answer to that. And my guess is some of you, you need Jesus to show up in your life in your marriage, in your family, in your finances, in your vocation, in your health. You need Jesus. And so many times we, we wait and wait and wait. You know, we ask, well, why me, God? You know, God, why don't you do something about this? And you can't see Jesus. You're waiting for, for Jesus. And Jesus is waiting for you to cry out to him and say, I need help. In fact, if Bartimaeus had listened to the crowd, there's a real good chance we wouldn't even be talking about him today. He never would have got his sight back. Wouldn't have been a miracle. I think it took courage for him to overcome the crowd. You know, that negativity. Anybody got negativity around him these days? I mean, who's in the crowd? You know. The fact is, there will be people in your life, there are people in the crowd, and they're, I call them faith suckers, you know, they take faith and they go, just suck it up, you know, they, they, they'll, you have a stance or something in your life and you're trying to figure it out, and this is my best advice for you, distance yourself from negative people. And negative thoughts and posts or whatever. Faith is important. And it is core to your relationship with, with God. Scripture says without faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. When you're going through those tough times. You need faith more than any time. You need it then. And the crowd. People around you. So many times they'll be like, shut up, so to speak. I mean, they may not say it that way, but, you know. Oh, you've been praying for that for years. Nothing's ever going to change. <laughs> have to learn to overcome that. You know, we live in a culture that's full of people that will <laughs> your faith. You also have to overcome the intimidators. You know, Bartimaeus, he, he's alone. He's blind, so he, he can't see Jesus. And he's shouting, Jesus, son of David, you know, have mercy on me. You know, Bartimaeus, he, he's surrounded by a crowd. They're telling him, shut up. Jesus doesn't have time for you. Quit shouting. You're embarrassing yourself, dude. You're embarrassing yourself. The crowd wanted to kind of cancel him. 
And I think it was intimidating to him. And think about this. I'm thinking some of the people in this crowd are the same people that put money in his pocket, you know? And so he's kind of running a risk here, upsetting them, losing their support. Now, now he's going to be further isolated in his life. And some of you, that's where you are today. I mean, some of you feel alone. You feel isolated in your life. You know, nobody believes that your marriage can turn around. Nobody believes your, your financial situation can, can be rescued Nobody believes the, the company can, can be salvaged in the midst of it. I mean, nobody believes that, that your kid's situation, that it could be saved. Nobody believes that you're going to overcome that addiction. And friends, it's intimidating when the crowd is against you. And there's another group out there, that, that I call them the, the faith mockers. You know, they, they mock you. They mock what you believe. You know, when you're trusting God, when you're trying to live with faith, well, you open yourself to ridicule, don't you? Bartimaeus, he's shouting. He's making noise. He's trying to get Jesus' attention. And Scripture doesn't say this, but I can imagine there were people that are like, you're a fool. He can't hear you. Yeah, he's not going to do anything for you. Shut up. You know, many times the world, you know, the people you work with maybe, people that you're in contact with, well, they just roll their eyes when you start talking about faith. Oh, (laughs) she she goes to church. She she thinks God's going to make a difference in her life. I don't get him. He, he's, he's just weird. You know, I saw him praying and reading his Bible the other day. <laughs> the crowd, crowd can be tough, can't it? But you got to overcome the crowd. You got to overcome whatever it is that they're, they're saying. You don't stop believing. You don't stop worshiping God. You don't stop praying. You don't stop asking God to move in a situation. You do not stop shouting and crying out to Jesus because of the crowd. Why? Well, friends, Jesus hears the cries of desperate people. It says when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. You know, Bartimaeus, he's sitting along the side of the road. The crowd's big. It's a huge crowd. And Jesus is walking by. And Jesus, he's popular in that day. He's a celebrity. People are pushing in. Can you, can you picture this? They're pushing in. They're hoping they could just get a glimpse of him for a moment. But Bartimaeus is making so much noise People are telling him, shut up, quit, quit that. And somehow, somehow, in the midst of all that chaos, all the crowd noise, Jesus hears his cry. And Jesus stops everything for this one guy. This one guy that's crying out to him. And he addresses him. 
See, Jesus hears. He hears and sees your tears. Doesn't matter it's in the middle of the night. And he sees the pain you carry in your heart. He sees that thing that you're wrestling with. You know, he sees the relational struggles and the vocational and the financial struggles. He sees all that stuff. And friends, when he hears you cry out, when he hears that prayer, what I'm telling you is you got to keep praying. You gotta keep believing because he hears you. It says, so they called the blind man. They said, Cheer up. He's calling you out. He's calling him to, to come forward. You know, in a, in that single moment, everything shifts. Bartimaeus, he's he's full of hope and anticipation. You know, is it possible? Is it really possible? Jesus is calling me. And then the crowd's like, you got to get up. you got to get up. You know, this crowd that had been telling him to shut up, they maybe mocked him. They suddenly are full of anticipation in this moment. And I love this because it says Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Now, there's a lot in that verse. I don't think we get all of it. But historians say that they believe the coat that he had was like a city-issued coat, you know, a very specific type of coat. It, it was a coat that identified him as a legit beggar, all right? That coat would have been really valuable. In fact, it would be essential for him to beg. And I think that's why Mark points it out. You know, he wants us to get this. Bartimaeus is showing faith. He believes something's going to happen, so he just throws his coat aside. You know, and he runs to Jesus. Here's what I wonder. What is it that you need to set aside so you can see Jesus? What, what is it that you need to set aside in your life so you could like get moving forward in life. I mean, for some of you, I can tell you what it is. It's a thing called pride. You know, pride, it will keep you from seeing Jesus in a difficult time. It will block you. Because you know why? Because you want everybody to think everything's okay. Don't want them to see the real me. Your, your, your image, it's more important than admitting that things are falling apart, that things are out of control. I mean, maybe it's setting aside anger or resentment or bitterness, you know, because you don't like where you are. You don't like what's happened. You know, why, God? This isn't fair. Friends, Sometimes you just got to set some stuff aside. You got to set the bitterness and the resentment and the anger aside. You know, what is it? What is it you need to set aside? What, what's keeping you from seeing Jesus in your life? Bartimaeus, he throws the coat. And when he throws the coat and he goes to Jesus, he says, And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. 
instantly the man could see. And what's the first thing he does? He followed Jesus down the road. I love that. You know, he followed Jesus. You know, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? What is it? What is it you want me to do? Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see. You know, what do you want me to do? I want to see. You know, he, he stands before the crowd. Everybody's watching. I'm blind. I need a miracle. I want to see. Jesus is asking you today, you know, what is it that you need? What do you want him to do for you? I'd like you to help me with my financial situation. I'd like you to help me fix my relationship. You know, I, I, I want freedom from this addiction that's got a hold of me. I, I want strength to overcome sin. You know, this sin's just been getting to me. You know, I, I need to be healed, Jesus. Heal me. What is it you want? You know, I want to see he says, go for your face healed you. And he follows Jesus. He gains his sight. And he follows Jesus. You know, he, he knows the direction to go. In fact, I, I would argue that him getting his sight, that he realized there was something way more important. And that was he needed to follow Jesus. You know, that was the important thing for him to do. Friends, that's what we should do. You know, when things are, are tough, you know, Bartimaeus, he calls out to Jesus. He pursues God with, with all the passion in him, and he's healed, and then he follows him. You know, so many times, you know, they, you end up in that situation, life's tough. You know, right now, there may be something you're going, man, this is really, really tough. Sitting by the side of the road, so to speak. I would encourage you, cry out to Jesus. Cry out to God. You know, whatever it is that you got to do, don't worry about what people think. Pursue God. Ask for a miracle. You know, when you look at your situation, what do you see? What do you see? Can, can you see Jesus? Can, can you see a God who's more than able, a God that can do whatever it is you need to do? Or, or do you just see an empty field? You know, cry out. God, only you. Only you can. I know you can. God, God will hear you when you pray that prayer. You know, and when God moves in your life, when things turn around, when you get that job, when that relationship gets restored, when he heals your body, when he provides you with a child, when that wayward son or daughter, when they come home and get off that destructive path, 
you know, when God comes through for you and provides for whatever that need is, you praise him and you thank him and you follow him. Friends, right now, God wants to help you with whatever it is. What do you need to set aside? What's holding you back? In fact, as I say that, some of you know exactly what it is. Let it go. Let it go. And get up and just head straight to Jesus. Ask God for whatever it is that's on your heart. Ask God for a miracle. God hears the voices and the cries of those that are willing to humble themselves enough and seek Him. And that's what some of you need to do. Now, understand, because I don't want you to go out of here and go, well, He said cry out, God will... God may not fix it, may not help initially. You know, like it may not happen today or tomorrow. But God sees it. And when God hears your prayer, he begins to work. May not end up the way you planned, okay? In other words, it's not like a genie in a bottle. You know, I want a million dollars. Nope. But, God, I've got a need, and I'm trying to get through the, over time, God, God can't. God can't. In fact, this auditorium is full of people that would have testimony to God moved, God healed, God made a way. I didn't think I was going to make it but God, God was in the midst of it. I know God can. So, I'm going to have prayer. If you've got something that you need God to take today, you need to cry out to God, just lift it to him today. Right where you're at. You don't have to do anything. Just as we're praying, just say, okay, God, this is what I need. I need you in this area of my life. And let God move and let God work. Let's, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, only you can. Lord, right now, God, I pray that you would hear the cries. That you would hear what's on people's hearts. God, I know that uh, you already know the situations. You already know the struggles. Right now, Lord, we just ask you, move in a very specific way, a particular area of life. And God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper to anyone that's lifting something up to you right now that you would encourage them, that they would know your presence, that just in some way you'd let them know that you hear their cry. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your power. God, we ask you to move.
to make a way. Give us strength to see it through. God, I pray that uh, we would honor you with all we say and do. We give you the glory and praise this day. In Christ's holy name we pray, amen. God's people said, we're going to sing, sing together as we prepare for communion. And so just stand where you're at and lift your voice. <laughs>